0: Shalom, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast, discovering the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And now, from beautiful in Florida, here are your hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah community podcast. This is your co-host Ryan Cabrera and I am in Studio A here in sunny Brandon, Florida with Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor Nick. Studio A, that's the only studio we have. Well, I mean, technically we we got Studio Studio B and Studio C. I like Studio A. Studio B is the, the media closet. Well, not closet. It's a media room, right? Yeah. And then uh, Studio C is the sanctuary where we have the cameras and everything. You we could, know, we could do that. We we totally could. Listen, that pretty good. We've got some cool stuff going on around here. Um, you know, we're very blessed to have anywhere that we can do this podcast. Much less choices to do it. So, but uh, Studio A is the choice on a regular basis, and it is the choice for today. So. A uh, couple things, I want to make you guys aware, uh, if you know, especially those of you that may be new to Torah, you Christians with Torah, um, we, we do the Torah portions every week. And the Torah portions it's a, a Jewish tradition, a rabbinical tradition that they have the Torah portions every week and that everyone around the world is doing the Torah portions at the same time. So every Friday night starts a new uh, week for the Torah uh, portion cycle. And you start with Genesis 1-1 at, at Bereshit, which is the first Torah portion, and then you go all the way to the last one, uh, which is technically today, Ot uh, Habracha, which is the end of Deuteronomy, which we're going to get into here in a minute. Uh, but what I want to tell you guys, is we're completing the Torah cycle today. And then, on the, uh, technically, the Torah cycle ends on the 8th great day, which is coming up uh, this Sunday evening, which is uh, October 20th in the eve Um or, yeah, on October 20th and the eve through the 21st, um, all the way till sundown, and then uh, so that's that concludes with Simchat Torah, and then next week, uh, we're actually starting on Tuesday morning. We're gonna go ahead and start the new tour portion cycle with sheet with the first uh tour portion, which as you guys know we record on Tuesday mornings, and so you get it a couple days early. But technically, the tour portions start on Friday evenings for right, Shabbat. And so I just want to make you guys aware. So we're giving you a head start. So that way, if you want it on Friday evening to get the tour portion started, it technically goes from Friday night to Friday night. So we're always kind of a few days before the week technically starts when we put out the podcast. So um, so just to review, we're ending the tour cycle uh, for our recordings today, which technically ends on Monday.
1: Right, 5780 in That's the right. uh, civil calendar.
0: That's right. And then we're starting the new tour cycle next week with Sheet. Um, which will start Genesis 1 1 and so we're very excited about that and uh, you know the the point of this podcast is to 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 just l- give people some understanding and some awareness of the torah I think the biggest thing for Christians is that you've heard that the Torah is bondage you've heard all these things and it's just like wars and rumors of wars you know what is a rumor of war what is a rumor of bondage you've heard of it But you never actually experienced it. And I was talking um, the other night uh, when I was doing the announcements about tabernacles. Man, we just throw down and party in this place. There's no alcohol in this place. Just the Holy Spirit, right? And we have a ton of... Don't we have a ton of fun? Absolutely. Man, we have a ton of fun. And for somebody to tell me that keeping the commandments of God are bondage or like slavery or whatever. I'm under his thumb and I'm under the law or whatever that is. Man... You're lost. You just you have no context or perspective, and I hate to say it that way, but it's just because you haven't experienced it. You haven't experienced the fullness of a life that is keeping God's commandments that is in his will and that is doing Bible things in Bible ways. I just feel like, yeah, we could do things our own way. We could even do Bible things in pagan ways, which is what, you know, we do in traditional Christianity. Or we could do Bible things in Bible ways. And uh, getting into the Torah gives you a good foundation of the concepts of Scripture, the concepts that God wants us to know, and all those things. So I'm a big advocate for the Torah. That's enough for that. Let me um, also let you guys know real quick that uh, we've got a big celebration coming up on Saturday uh, for our Tabernacles. So this coming Shabbat, uh, if you're in the local area, please, please be there. I mean, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, If you're not in the area, make sure you live stream. You can go to twopraise.net. In live stream through our website, or if you want to do it through social media, you can do it through YouTube, through Facebook, through um, I think through Instagram, Periscope. I mean, Pastor Russell has the hookup, man. He does an awesome job at that. And then we are actually doing our eighth grade day celebration on Monday night, which is technically. After the eighth day, um, but, you know, Simchat Torah, which is the joy of Torah, the rejoicing in the Torah, is uh, in the diaspora. happens on the ninth day anyways. So we're kind of making it in for some traditional stuff there by default.
1: Oh, excellent. I know.
0: All right. So we are studying the Torah portion, vizot ha which is the blessing. And this can be found in Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 1 and ending in chapter 34 and verse 12.
1: Very good. And just a little... Uh recap here as we conclude uh, Deuteronomy. It is the book of remembrance. The book of remembrance supposedly written within a month. Uh, These are the last words of a dying man, a man who is not going to the promised land. And so it is a book of remembrance. Five key words found in the book of Deuteronomy are the word remember. Number two, obey. Number three, blessing. Number four, curse. And number five, covenant so five key words found in the book of deuteronomy remember obey blessing curse covenant that pretty much says it all now uh in this particular book of deuteronomy it's broken up into four sections or four parts we have chapters one through four are the remembrances of the past all right chapter four and verse 44 all the way through chapter 26 are commandments for the present, the present, commandments for the present. Once again, chapter four and verse 44, all the way through chapter 26. Now, uh, part three or section three would be chapters 27 through 30, options affecting the future, options affecting the future. And last but not least, the fourth part or fourth section are the parting words of Moses, chapters 31 32, 33, and 34. So chapters 31 through 34 are the parting words of Moses. So let's begin our study. We're going to go ahead and uh, break it down for you because uh, there's some incredible things that are going to be found within this portion and it's not to be taken lightly. Uh, We're going to kind of go through here. What I'd like to do is... uh, We're going to start off with, of course, Deuteronomy chapter 33, Uh, Moses blesses the 11 tribes. And now you're wondering, oh, wait a minute, Moses blesses the 11 tribes. Aren't there 12? Well, we're going to get into that. So here we go. So in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 1, it says, and this is the blessing wherewith Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. And he said, the Lord came from Sinai and rose up from Seir unto them. He shined forth from Mount Paran, and he came with ten thousands of saints. From his right hand went a fiery law for them. Wow Wow. A fiery law for them. Yea, he loved the people. All his saints are in thy hand, and they sat down at thy feet. Everyone shall receive of thy words. Amen. Everyone wants a word from the Lord. The Torah will give you a word. Moses commanded us a law, even the inheritance of the congregation of Jacob. Wow. So think about it, right? The the Torah is an inheritance. Now, we can go off on a bunny trail now, boy, but it's an inheritance. It's such a, a precious treasure to me. Like, I got an inheritance, and it's the Torah. I even have a uh, Torah score that survived the Holocaust from Poland in my living room. So what an inheritance that the plumbers have in our living room. Uh, It goes on to say, and he was king in Jeshurun when the heads of the people and the tribes of Israel were gathered together. Mm -hmm. So what a perfect scenario to come to the mountain to receive the Torah. All that you say to do, we will do. And they lived happily ever after. That's what I want for bait to I love that. And they were gathered together. Once again, Jeshurun. Uh, in the hebrew means upright one
0: that's right or just right yeah
1: upright one and so that's important so let's look at this blessing that moses is going to give the tribes um first of all he goes on to say in verse six let reuben live and not die and let not his men be few wow let reuben live and not die and let not his men be few so once again uh we see this uh uh, given out to Reuben, uh, let him live. You know, he, he he messed up. He was the firstborn, and he was actually had an inappropriate relationship with, of course, his father's concubines. Uh, now, or concubine. Now, we go on to say, and this is the blessing of Judah. And he said, hear, Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him unto his people. Let his hands be sufficient for him, and be thou in help to help, or, or help to him from his enemies. Wow. So once again, we have this, and this is the blessing of Judah. He said, hear, Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him unto his people. Let his hands be sufficient for him, and be thou a help to him from his enemies. You know, even today, uh, Judah's in the land, and they're with the IDF and everything, and they have to fight their enemies. And of course, it says that God will help them against their enemies. And of Levi, he said, let thy Thummim and thy Urim be with thy Holy One. Whom thou didst prove at Massa, and with whom thou didst strive at the waters of Meribah. Once again, (sighs) Levi had to choose sides. Moses says, Come, my brothers, come alongside here in in the golden calf incident. And they took matters in their own hands and brought about that judgment, the golden calf incident for those that did that. And Levi stuck together, you know. And so, once again, they proved themselves. Uh, and of course, who said it to his father and to his mother, I have not seen him. Neither did he acknowledge his brethren nor knew his own children, for they have observed thy word and kept thy covenant. So they had no partiality. If you broke the Torah, you broke the law, whether you're family or relative or friend or not, they were choosing the side on Levi and those that would keep it. Hmm. They shall teach Jacob thy judgments. Here's the, the tribe of Levi. They're, they're, they're Torah teachers. They're supposed to teach Torah and Israel thy law. Wow, they shall teach Jacob thy judgments, and Israel thy law. They shall put incense before thee and whole burnt sacrifice upon thine altar. So there we have Reuben, Judah, Levi, and of course talking uh, about uh, Jacob in the midst of all of them, that, that they would be taught uh, the Torah from Levi. Pretty cool stuff. It's, a, it's our family. Bless, Lord, his substance, and accept the work of his hands. Smite through the loins of them that rise against him, And of them that hate him, that they rise not again. Now we're going to get into Benjamin. And of Benjamin, he said, The beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him, and the Lord shall cover him all the day long, and he shall dwell between his shoulders. So beautiful Rachel Rachel had two children. Uh, Joseph then Benjamin, and uh, he's he's uh, he's beloved of the Lord. He shall dwell in safety by him, and the Lord shall cover him all the day long, and he shall dwell between his shoulders. Some of us have said the ratio of 10 to 2 today, the 10 lost tribes versus the two that aren't lost or whatever, uh, that Benjamin is come alongside Judah even in their inheritance, which is very interesting. So Judah kind of took Benjamin under his wing, uh, and we can see that even in the true story. Of, of the son of Benjamin and the, and, the, and the son Judah. Now, and of Joseph, he said, here goes Joseph, blessed, uh, blessed of the Lord be his land for the precious things of heaven, for the dew and for the deep that coucheth beneath and for the precious fruits brought forth by the sun and for the precious things put forth by the moon and for the chief things of the ancient mountains and for the precious things of the lasting hills and for the precious things of the earth and fullness thereof and for the goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush. Let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph, upon the top of the head of him that was separated from his brethren. I love this. Uh, This is Deuteronomy chapter 33. I'm at verse 17. His glory is like the first thing of his bullock and his horns are like the horns of unicorns. With them, he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth and they are the 10,000s of Ephraim, and they are the thousands of Manasseh scattered wow. throughout the world. That's think about right. it. You know, with them he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth. What does to the ends of the earth mean? Globally. It's global. I, th-
0: I think it means to the ends of the earth.
1: And when you think about, you know, even a, a, like, a, like a bullock, there's two horns. One's Ephraim and one's Manasseh. Yeah. You know, and so that's very interesting that we see that. So uh, it's, it's a pretty lengthy uh, blessing right there. Uh, To say the least, the the house of Joseph, you know, uh, I would say that's the Gentiles. The nations uh, is the house of Joseph. Because why? Because the blessing was given to Ephraim. Right. Jacob crossed his hands. It's real simply put. You can go back and study it for yourself. Genesis 48. That's it. And he said that Ephraim would become a multitude of nations, a fullness of Gentiles. I didn't make it up. I didn't say it. That's what the blessing is. So that simply means that there's a bunch of different ethnic groups all over the world When we say Ephraim, we think it's taboo or a bad word. It means the Gentiles, those that are coming out of the nations that have Torah written on their minds and their hearts, love the Jewish people, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You know, they're not just Christian Zionists, but they have a horse in the race. They know that they're grafted in because Paul was sent. He's the tribe of Benjamin. He was sent out to pull out a people for his namesake. And he knew what he was doing. That's right. And he taught Torah and all these things. He wasn't schizophrenic. And uh, even did the Nazarite vow to prove that, you know, when he was challenged. Well, some have said, you've walked away from the Torah. You don't keep it. He goes, oh yeah, I'll pay the Nazarite vow. Yeah. You know, so, so this is interesting. Uh, and we're going to move on to Zebulun. He said, rejoice Zebulun in thy going out and Issachar in thy tents. Very interesting. Zebulun is like, they like ships. Uh, that's one of the symbols of, of Zebulun. I believe it's right. ships. And then of course, Issachar would be like tents, uh, the burden bearer, Issachar, Um uh, They shall call the people into the mountain. There they shall offer sacrifices of righteousness, for they shall suck of the abundance of the seas and of treasures hid in the sand. Mm. Once again, the boat and the tents. Uh, That's Zebulun and, of course, Issachar. Moving on to verse 20 of Deuteronomy 33. And of Gad, he said, Blessed be he that enlargeth Gad. He dwelleth as a lion and teareth the arm with the crown of the head. And he provided the first part for himself, because there in a portion of the lawgiver was he seated, and he came with the heads of the people. He executed the justice of the Lord and his judgments with Israel. That's a pretty good blessing. And of Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's whelp, he shall leap from Bashan. And uh, there you go. Dan is a lion's whelp, he shall leap from Bashan. That's northern Israel. And of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full with the blessing of the Lord." Possess thou the west and the south. Wow, this is some inheritance for Naphtali, a blessing for, for Naphtali. And of Asher, he said, let Asher be blessed with children. Let him be acceptable to his brethren and let him dip his foot in oil. Oh, that's interesting. And let him dip his foot in oil. Uh, thy shoes shall be iron and brass, and as thy days, so shall thy strength be. Hey, there is none like unto the God of Jeshuan, who's the upright one in verse 26, who rideth upon the heaven in thy help and in his excellency on the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms and he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee and shall say, destroy them. Israel then shall dwell in safety alone. The fountain of Jacob shall be upon a land of corn and wine. Also his heavens shall drop down dew. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thy excellency, and thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. This is interesting. It's like God is redeeming the land because he's redeeming his people all over the world. He's redeeming us through Yeshua, but he's also redeeming us in the gathering of the exiles, the outcasts of Israel. But it says right here, Israel then shall dwell in safety alone. This is verse 28. The fountain of Jacob shall be upon a land of corn and wine. Also his heaven shall drop down dew. So that's the conclusion of Deuteronomy 33 and the blessing of Moses upon Israel. But I want you to be reminded of this. I just got a report uh, from Hayovel uh, and, and we'll keep you up to date. But Hayovel has actually harvested 250 tons of grapes. Wow. Wow. Two hundred and fifty tons. Two hundred and fifty
0: tons of grapes. Five hundred thousand pounds. I would. I I don't have the paper, but yeah, I don't know how to. Well, if a, if a ton is two thousand pounds, two hundred times two fifty is five hundred thousand. It's five hundred thousand pounds. Wow, are you into commerce? I, I mean, I may do numbers for a living. Okay, here I understand. And there. That. That's
1: incredible, right? Yeah. So, so isn't that interesting? You know, and so as we get into this, I want to just uh, say that you know Moses before his death, he he blessed the children of Israel. And from the right hand, of course, what what comes? A fiery law. A fire of law. Think about it, everybody. If we keep saying the Torah has been done away with, you know, well, the lawless one comes, the son of perdition, the unlawful one, the lawless one. He's without Torah. He's against Torah. Everyone's going to fit right in in the culture. They're going to fit right in with this lawless one, the son of perdition the Antichrist, mm-hmm. you know, think about it. So as we look at the listing here of what Moses has done, we have a little bit of a controversy we're going to talk about yeah.
0: here.
1: Uh, actually, the tribes that are listed are uh, that are blessed by Moses are Reuben, Judah, Levi, Benjamin, uh, Joseph, which is Ephraim and Manasseh, Zebulun, Issachar, Gad, Dan, Naphtali, and Asher.
0: Which, if you split Joseph into Ephraim and Manasseh, then technically we don't have one missing. We have twelve, but right, ab- absolutely. But we know Joseph Ephraim, and and are all together. But there right.
1: is a tribe missing, Ryan. It is. The it mystery. is. Where is Simeon? Simeon, Simeon. Uh, as we discover this, uh, it's it's very interesting. Uh, a couple of things come to mind, um, and this is looking back in Genesis chapter thirty four. We have, of course, Simeon and Levi took revenge on Hamor, Shechem, and all the males for the raping of Dina, their sister. You know, they uh, they killed all the males. And so uh, Jacob was on the run. He's not real happy. I'm not going to get into all the verses. Yeah, no, I remember this incident, but
0: Levi's on here.
1: Yeah, but see, Levi has been given the mandate to teach the Torah. Uh. It's kind of like, why didn't God punish Aaron in the golden calf incident? Yeah. Because they're the ones that have to teach the Torah and the law. This is just my, my theory, my take on mm-hmm. it. And also, you know, Aaron is the middle child.
0: Oh, so Always have mercy on the middle child. Yeah. <laughs> if
1: you're listening and you're a middle child, you get more mercy than the older and the younger. Remember that. The middle child is not the oldest,
0: not the youngest. I don't know. They can get in I'm trouble. I'm the youngest sibling, and uh, I feel like I got away with whatever you know.
1: Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so, once again, you know, I don't want to get into the story itself, the verses, but you can check it out in Genesis chapter 34 verses 1 and 2, uh, the compromising of Dina and actually the word is they defiled her. Uh, Shechem actually defiled her, the son of Hamor. And so that that's the Hebrew word uh tame, and it means to be foul, defile or unclean.
0: Yeah, like to man took to whore, of clean her. and unclean, right, right, clean and unclean. Yeah, yeah. So
1: anyway, as we as we see this story unfold, I also want to remind you. and I'm not going to get into it, but we had a situation called Baal Peor. Baal Peor. Yep. And uh, uh, what happened is the, the men were seduced, and then they went into idolatry. Uh, now, now remember this. In the golden calf incident, they committed idolatry, which led to sexual immorality. And that's what idolatry is. It is actually a form of sexual immorality, whether it's spiritual or physical. But uh, in, in, the, in the episode of Baal Peor, remember, it was one of the men from from the tribe of uh, Simeon, a Simeonite, and, uh, and of course, a uh, Midianite, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know their names or whatever. I'm not going to get into that. But it was Pincus that thrust the spear through them, right. uh, caught in the act. Uh, and this is towards the uh, east part of the the tabernacle entrance this was going on right it was like in your face uh you know scoffing and mocking and so uh Pincus took matters into his own hand and if I'm not mistaken I think Simeon lost the most people out of the tribes mm. in the second uh census I believe Simeon took the biggest hit right so that, that's probably that's probably the reason why Simeon didn't get blessed by Moses uh, not that he's not going to get a blessing or he's forsaken and and i want to get into that uh real quick here uh basically as you do the tribal listings you know people say hey i'm from this tribe or that tribe but what we want to try to conclude here is that you know there's natural branches and there's wild branches uh there's the northern kingdom the southern kingdom uh there's there's a prime and there's judah right but you know we got to be careful that we're not a nutcase you know what i mean and and so well, Right. Um,
0: well let's be clear we're not we're not saying anything about a genetic line no of, of no anything bloodline, no we're bloodline. not talking at all so i mean you can have conversations about it it doesn't mean it's true or right. untrue it just means it's not the point point.
1: and so you know i'm fascinated with the tribes myself the commonwealth of israel uh the whole house of israel is Made up of Jews and non-Jews, I believe, as you see the story unfold, as you see the scriptures. But, you know, uh, there are many listings in the Bible, Ryan, uh, in regards to the tribes. And I think it's fascinating. As Christians, we should be asking more questions than we even have answers. Yeah, of And so once again, I, I've been studying this since 1995, tribal listings. Now I don't have the tribal listing of their birth order. But I do have some tribal listings here, which is very interesting. Mm. Uh, here is Jacob blesses his sons. In Genesis 49, Jacob is going to bless his sons. And here are the ones who are blessed. We have, of course, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Zebulun, Issachar, Dan, Gad, Asher, Naphtali, Joseph, and Benjamin. So Jacob gives us really cool So that's blessing. almost a birth order. Um... You know, I, I didn't really check it out per se, but it could it could be. Maybe, maybe it, maybe it not. could be. It could be. Uh, yeah, but like I said, you know, what's interesting is that you know, and, and as Jacob's going to bless them, he says, "Hey, let me tell you what's going to befall you in, the last, in days. the last days." In Genesis forty-nine, in the very beginning, this is what Jacob says: "Let me tell you what's going to befall you uh, in the last days." So once again, the tribes are not lost. God knows where they're at. Uh, now that's that's a listing with Jacob and his blessing. Now let's look at the uh, the sealing of the one hundred forty-four thousand. Ryan, oh yeah, show me that in the New Testament. You know, so Revelation chapter 7, verses 1 through 8. So here are the the sealing of the 144,000. Here are the sealing of the 12 tribes, and this is a very interesting order, Ryan. All right, let's hear it. We have Judah, Reuben, Gad, Asser, Naphtalim, Manassas, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. Now, you know what, Ryan? Who's missing from this list? It's Dan. It's Dan. Dan is missing. You know, some have speculated that that's where the Antichrist is going to come from, is from the tribe of Dan and different things. But that's just a the theory. But once again, the question is, you know, why isn't Dan sealed? Uh, I'm not really sure. You know, it was very upsetting. You know, I was thinking, man, this is really a bummer, you know? Yeah. So I was like, what's going on with this? You know, Simeon doesn't get a blessing from Moses. Dan's not sealed. What is happening here? There, is, There's a reason for everything. So, you know, I, I began to study this last particular listing. This is the apportionment of land in the future. In Ezekiel 48, the land's going to be divvied up. Soon, right. right. So for, for us that love Israel, we're going to get something.
0: And this is then this is prophecies that have, are yet to be fulfilled. Yet to be fulfilled. Right. The future temple,
1: yep. the allotment of the land. So here I am. So I get my little paper and my pencil, and I turn to Ezekiel 48, Ryan. And who do you think I discovered first as the land apportionment? Is it Dan? It's Dan. He's back. Dan, the man with the plan. He comes back. He gets a portion of the land.
0: Man, I don't know how to... Right out of the
1: gate. He's the first one. Like, oh, don't forget me.
0: Yeah. I don't know how to reconcile all that. I don't really understand. Isn't it fascinating though? So we have Dan,
1: Asher, Naphtali, Manasseh, Ephraim, Reuben, Judah, Benjamin, Simeon, Issachar, Zebulun and Gad. I'm going to go to Ezekiel 48 here. This is such a bonus package. Yeah, you, know? man. you got, you know, if you're going to end, you got to end strong. Yes. It's it's go big or go home. Go big. And listen, or Listen, listen. If you're listening, if you can't run with the big dogs, I want you to stay on the porch. Ooh. You stay on the porch right now, okay? Because if you can't run with the big dogs, you're <laughs> running with the big dogs right now, folks. You're running with Nick and Ryan. we are running? That? What is that? Hey We're guys. running.
0: Isn't that though? That song from uh, is it Prince of Egypt? You're
1: going with the messing b- with the big boys, boys now. Now. <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look what happened to them. Thanks, Ryan. I'm really encouraged <laughs> now. I want to read verse 29 of Ezekiel 48. This is the land which you shall divide by lot unto the tribes of Israel for inheritance. And these are their portions, saith the Lord God. Mm. Man, what is a promise? It's epigelia. It's a divine assurance of good. What was the first thing
0: that, that Abraham was promised, Ryan? Um, hang on. Let me think. Um, was it um, land? Yes. Okay. Now,
1: let me ask you another question. Okay. If you are in Christ, what are you?
0: Galatians 3.29. If this is Galatians 3.29, then I think it says that uh, if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise.
1: Heirs according to the promise. What promise would that be? So listen, as Christians, you should care about the land. You should want the land. I mean, think about it. I mean, this is an incredible, credible study. Come on, somebody. Think about it. Aren't you excited, Um, Brian? Isn't this a good portion that we've just... I mean, I've got so many goodies here. I mean, this is amazing. I mean... What tribe was going to teach the children of Israel the law in Moses' blessing, Ryan? Who Le- was it? It was Levi. Levi, that's their responsibility. That's right. You know, and if you go even back into Malachi, you know, they get scolded. You know, they, they get really scolded because they weren't doing that, you know. Uh, and so, you know, they they were really, really, really being scolded. And so as the clergy uh, moves forward in the days in which we live, you know, God's going to raise up shepherds after his own heart. We'll talk about that as a, as a main point at the end. But, but you know. When you think about pastors or elders, deacons, bishops, or whatever the New Testament model is, uh, these are people to help you spiritually, to encourage you, to pray with you, to believe for you. you know? And when we stumble, we can, we can go to, you know, I, I, I'm accountable. I got a lot of accountability. I might have too much.
0: Yeah, you got But me. I got accountability
1: everywhere. I'm right here, baby. I got accountability with you every week. <laughs> I've got the board. I've got my leadership, my wife and kids. I've got you know. I, I meet with these three other gentlemen every Friday at eight a.m. and we pray and we discuss things. We talk about things. But uh, but here here's another great question. In Deuteronomy chapter thirty three verses thirteen through seventeen, Ryan, who received the longest blessing out of all the tribes? Well, I'm glad you asked. I believe
0: it was Yosef. Yosef! That's right. So here, Think about it. The house of Joseph. So check this out. You know, whenever um, whenever we look at uh, the blessings that you mentioned in Genesis forty eight and the blessings over the tribes, oh my and what the a tribal goodness. Oh, what are we is? gonna good do stuff. with all this? Well, I'm here's bloated. what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about it. So um, it Joseph um, ends up getting the the firstborn blessing by default right so Joseph his his brothers you the know coat th- of many colors. throw him in a pit and then he ends up you know he turns the, into Donny Osman remember <laughs> Joseph the technical yeah Technicolor. something like that so he ends up as the, basically the second Uh, in command only to Pharaoh, right? So he ends up basically the prime minister of Egypt is essentially what he's doing. And what's cool about this is that, you know, Ephraim ends up with that firstborn blessing and Ephraim and Manasseh together receive the name of Israel uh, and the name of Isaac and the name of Abraham. And so, I mean, this is a a powerful, powerful blessing. But what happens is I think people get lost in not realizing that this is is a, a string that you can pull on all the way through scripture and so one verse that maybe you've heard maybe you haven't maybe we've said this on the podcast or not but it's second i'm sorry first corinth first corinthians first chronicles 5 verse 1 and 2 and here's what it says it says now the sons of reuben the firstborn of israel because this is actually another almost tribal listing it's going to go through right it says for he was the firstborn but for as much as he defiled his father's bed his birthright was given unto the sons of joseph the son of Israel. And the genealogy is not to be reckoned after the birthright. You went two houses on me. I'm sorry. That, no, that's good though. That's an incredible but but reference. This, but, I, it is. But well, and, and what it is, I think that... It, I, I How feel, do you explain all these non-Jews coming out of the nations? It's not that. See, for me, it I feel like people feel like that maybe we pull verses out of context and stuff yeah, like that. Right. And that... In some form or fashion, we're trying to say something that's not in the text. But, right. I mean, that's pretty plain. It says, Then for Judah prevailed above his brethren, and of him came the chief ruler, but the birthright was Joseph's. So, well, who, what happened? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, and the birthright belongs to Ephraim. And that, that just is the, it's the biblical model. There are two groups of people who basically share in this together. They are uh commingled together, right? In a, Absolutely. in a good way. And so what happens is what is our hope for the future? Our hopeful is, future is in Ephesians, it talks about the one new man. What is that? That's the coming together, the reconciliation, the, the, of, the of the whole house of Israel. Then all of Israel will be saved. Exactly. That's right. a good, that's a good word, You're you know. Welcome. You know, think about this. This is what
1: I love about Yosef, his name means to add to, in addition to. You know, my, my son Nehemiah his middle name is Yosef. It says Y-O-S-E-F. It's yeah. Hebrew. Yosef. Yosef. Nehemiah Yosef. You know, and and so once again, uh, we we look at the the name Joseph, Joseph. Uh, it was the earthly father of Jesus, right? And it was the gentleman who gave up his tomb, who nobody laid in, Joseph That's of right. Arimathea, Joseph. <laughs> that name just keeps popping up. In addition to, so once again, uh, the two tribes that are included in Joseph's blessing are, of course, his two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Uh, we've got an interesting name for Israel in here, which is Jeshuan. It means upright. It's number 3404 in the Strongest Concordance, it's the Hebrew word uh, that means upright. Isn't that the coolest thing? That's a good hair day. You know, you're having a good day. You're bringing your A game. You know, you get the camper moved. You're on time. I mean, you're one. You know what I mean? You're you're upright. And that's what I really love about the Lord. He really thinks of us more highly than we even do ourselves. Uh, It goes on to say in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 29, it says that, Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thy excellency? And thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. Boom. Wow. Woohoo. You know what I think we're going to do, Ryan? I'm yeah. going to let you do uh, Deuteronomy chapter 34. Bullet points here just kind of
0: oh awesome, you're gonna give me the death of Moses, huh? Yeah, because I I feel the spirit of Joshua,
1: the son of Nun, upon me. (laughs) Oh,
0: do you? I do, I feel like I'm going to the promised
1: land. So, go ahead and so, in our situation, are you Moses and I'm
0: Joshua, or are you Joshua and I'm whoever comes next?
1: I I was Joshua when my father in law passed, I know. But I don't want to be Moses. I think there should only be one Moses. Like it into Moses? No, no, I'm
0: not going there. I'm sticking. I'm staying with Joshua. But it's funny because you, you, you kind of relate to Levi. You've mentioned that a couple of times. You also say that, like, I do when you're Levi. dealing with the people, you kind of feel like a Moses. Absolutely. So oh, yeah. So Joshua. Moses had much more self control. than And I did. you don't like to fight the battles too hard. See, uh, I don't like yeah, conflict. That's what I'm saying. See Joshua, no, man, don't. he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, if I can laugh my way out of it, I will. Yeah. You yeah, know, you like might David, be a Moses.
1: Remember David? He he, uh, he acted like he was crazy and lost yeah. his mind mm-hmm. and spit on himself and everything, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to do that. But. Yeah. Oh, so that's cool. So then you could be a Joshua and I could be a David. There you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, before Bathsheba.
0: Or after. You
1: know, there's good examples for everybody. I think <laughs> everybody's a rock star in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? And so, once again, we have right. Moses's death. Hang on, uh, hang Ryan's on. gonna lead us into chapter 34. i am, I'm gonna I give it to sorry. him. I'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry, I'm on fire, folks. I had twenty ounces of you coffee. You need to take some water. And I'm just, I've been, I've been just studying all morning. I'm, I'm jacked up.
0: All right, so, so Moses is is about to finish uh, this off. We've literally only got twelve uh, verses left. And so, in verse one, uh, Moses uh, was able to see the promised land from Mount Nebo uh, before he died. Which, um, you know, it, it's awesome that God showed it to him. Uh, but as we know, he was not able to go in. And then uh, we jump to verse 5. It says, Moses died in the land of Moab. It says, so, the, so Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab according to the word of the Lord. So what God said happened. Imagine that. And so nobody actually knows where Moses is buried. It says here, and, he, and uh, he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab over against Beth Peor, but no man knoweth of his sepulcher unto this day. And so when it says, and he buried him, obviously Moses didn't bury himself. Um, so, you know, we wondered, did was it uh, the Lord that buried him? Was it, you know?
1: So you said nobody knows where Moses is buried. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting, I just got done watching this documentary about Genghis Khan. It's a mystery where he's buried. They're trying to find his tomb. Yeah. It's a mystery. You know, because they say if you dig him up, he loses his deity.
0: Oh. that's the custom
1: and tradition among the Mongolian people. Interesting. I know it's very fascinating to go look for his, you know, for his, uh, for his tomb. But they haven't found it, so they're not allowed to dig up any tombs. Yeah, it's, it's like blasphemy. It's sacrilegious, you know. Yeah, and they actually have, uh, which is very interesting. If you go back to the 12th century of Genghis Khan, you know, they actually have guardians that still protect the uh, the mounds. They take turns and rotate.
0: Almost like the tomb of the unknown soldier, you know or I mean? something, but they yeah. say
1: if they start digging and they pull, they find his grave and they pull him out, he loses his deity. So that's why you will not be digging into those tombs. Very, they're very strict about that. Very interesting.
0: Or it sounds like a Mongol chop your head off. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there you go. So anyway, Genghis Khan. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Genghis Khan. So by the way, there's a little controversy with Genghis Khan that maybe I should mention. So
1: there's controversy. There is. There
0: is. Uh, what do you mean? You mentioned to me the other day that there was a certain uh, book that you were reading so first off you have a mongolian new testament right
1: yeah i was you know it's so interesting because i've been studying hyper powers like how they how they flourish and what made them successful yeah you know and, and is it because
0: you feel like you're going to take over the world or
1: no no you know i I, <laughs> I punched in my podcast world history so i love to listen to podcasts so i love history so i wanted yeah. to get some 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 take on the roman civilization or sure or england or winston churchill you know uh second mother country yeah but What happened is I started listening to this professor and she is, of course, her ethnic background is Chinese. And so she started sharing about these hyper states. So I said, you know what? That's interesting. She wrote a book. So I said, I'm going to get her book and I'm not saying her name or whatever, but so I get her book and I start reading it. Come to find out she's Chinese. Very, very proud of her heritage. Goes back to like a real bloodline and everything. And, uh, And she marries a Jew. And so when she writes this, you know, this, this, this
0: book and she. Some Jewish mother just fell over in her chair. I know.
1: No, but what I'm saying is that it just goes to show you. And, and, and what I'm saying is this, and I'm not, I'm not condoning this. I'm just saying that the, the thing that she brought out was this, the only empires that become a hyper power, they have to be able to keep their people together. What's the glue that keeps people together? Sure. You know, and so tolerance for like religion is one of them. You can't go in and just be one religious state. Like sh- sh- you know, what do you call it? Sh- uh, Sharia law. Sure, it'll never work. You'll never be a hyperpower because you're 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 putting people down. You're taking away their free will. Right. And and we saw this in the Crusades, even in, in Christianity. You know, uh, right. I'm sure you can find it in Judaism. You know, it's like Judaism or die. Or at some point, yeah. At some point, a radical group or something. But what I'm saying to you, Ryan, is it, it's not that 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 you know. Truth is truth. Sure, but. If you go in as a state, and, and of course, you know, this deals with your, your military power, your, your economic background, you know, how was your economy? How did you flourish, you know, territorial-wise or whatever? But she had, she had discovered that when, when these powers would become intolerant and start going after people, right. they lost their hyper state.
0: They lost that that title. So a good example of this, uh, like Spain ideology. well, that or, and and also or, the but Rome. so absolutely. So what ended up happening is, you know Rome flourished for many, many, many you know years. and they conquered all these groups of people, but they were tolerant of their different religions and That's they right. allowed the Jewish people to do their thing. And it wasn't until those groups would start to buck the system and come back at them that there was an issue, right? right. So, you know, we all know the the story of Constantine. If you're into the Hebrew roots, then you've got this kind of background and idea of what happened and how Christianity and the Catholic Church kind of got its start, um, or got at least, you know, kind of fuel thrown on the fire through the Roman Empire, basically becoming catholic so to speak that's like 380 right 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 around there and so what what happens is right constantine has this this thought process this idea that um or this dream i think it was that he was going to conquer the known world under the symbol of the cross and that's the reason why he became a christian probably not which is folklore it's which has been documented that uh, he's a christian well, there's not—well, it, it you know depends on how do you define a Christian right. at that point anyways, right? So what ends up happening uh, from then on is now the Roman Empire becomes, quote-unquote, Christian. And the idea here was to basically create the one-world religion and put everybody—so that everybody could kind of fit in. So like, oh, we're going to keep these customs and traditions, we're going to keep those customs and traditions, we're going to keep—it's so it all goulash, right? So they tried to mix all these different things together. The word Catholic means universal. Right. Right. And so they try to put everything together, and that's how you got, you know, a lot of the things that are within Christianity. And a lot of people who are coming into the Hebrew roots, one of the ways they kind of discover the Hebrew roots is finding out, hey, some of the roots of, of some of the stuff that we're doing ain't so great. Maybe we need to get back to doing Bible things in Bible well, and Bible ways. And, and
1: synchronicity, too, because, you yeah. know, you take you take Christianity and you bring the pagans in and yeah. you kind of mix it together.
0: Right. So you know? all this started, by the way, because I was, tr- I was trying to talk about um, uh, Genghis Khan. And I was talking this about true. Conan the Barbarian, right? That's right. So that's what I wanted to get to. And then we took a rabbit trail, uh, which is a good rabbit trail, so it's all good. So you guys may hear a lot of times that uh, – I'll, I'll say this thing from Conan the Barbarian, which is my dad and my brother have kind of always said this phrase um, and then uh, as kind of like a joke, you know, and then we've kind of started with the, the Conan is going to conquer, you know, the, 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 you know, when you see things in the Bible where the Israelites have to go to battle and stuff like that. And so you, you've heard me say this famous line from Conan the Barbarian. Let's go, say your version right, first. Is to crush your enemies, to see them driven before you and hear the lamentation of their women. I mean, and it just—I mean—it's just a very manly. It's right out of Conan phrase. the Barbarian movie. It is. But
1: uh, what is this book from? What is this? This is this is the the professor from Yale who's Chinese. Who oh, married okay. The
0: the, the 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 Jewish man. Got it. So this is from her book. Yeah. And so she quote
1: quote Genghis
0: Khan. Um, I've I've obviously messed up the. Here I got it. Here. All right. All right. Here. Oh, I know what I keep doing. I keep hitting the button. Um. All right. I'm trying to play with Pastor Nick's phone. All right. Here we go. Oh, It keeps doing that to me. Help me out. It's 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 moving on me. Read the quote. Read the quote. Or don't. Oh,
1: hold on. Man. No, I'll, I'll get it. Hold on. We got this thing. We got it. Hold on.
0: Oh, man.
1: Yeah, we do. All right, here.
0: Give it to me now. Oh, no. All right. So anyways, the point is that it has some other yeah, way, way of, I'll fix it. of writing it. He's going to... He, why
1: don't you... Why don't you go and just share the last bullet points here, and I'm going to pull this thing up. Okay, we're going to find
0: it out. So apparently there's uh, an actual quote that's not from Conan the Barbarian. It's a quote stolen from Genghis Khan, and that is how um, we came up with this. But it's a modified quote, Um, and then that will help us see it. So actually, you know what? I can read it just like that off of the thing. Oh, you sent it to me. Perfect. All right, so a couple more bullet points here. Um, The children of Israel... um, uh, Moses, I'm sorry, Moses uh, was 120 years old when he died, and the children of Israel wept 30 days for Moses after his death. So they talk about 30 days of mourning for him after his death. So that's a big deal. And and Moses, according to verse 10, it says, and there was and there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. And so, I mean, Moses, I would say Moses is up there with. Oh, um, listen. He's the poster child for leadership. Oh, he really is. So, uh, all right, I found the quote. I apologize for the, uh, for the, for the call. So, so the original quote was, to crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of their women. And so Genghis Khan uh, allegedly said that happiness was this, to crush your enemies, to see them fall at your feet, to take their horses and goods, and hear the lamentation of their women. That is best.
1: Thank you. So, so apparently that we're is. We're just going to. You can't make this stuff up. And what year was it in the conference when the guy was a translator, and he said that you know God put it on his heart because the the, the Mongols are, is part of China, yeah. So the Mongolian language and everything. So so this guy actually presented me with a Mongolian New Testament.
0: Yeah. Did you say that was in two thousand? 2005 something like that yeah but anyway i got a mongolian new testament who knew we were going to be all up to mongolian but this stuff. is what i'm saying yeah. though there's just some
1: incredible things happening you know i wonder
0: if anybody I mean, from mongolia listens to our you podcast you
1: guys are listening to this podcast right now thinking <laughs> man ryan and nick they ain't right they lost it but you know when you start tying all this stuff in together because the joy is that, you know, I don't think we, you know what? I don't think we have any listeners from China.
0: I don't know if we do or not. We'll have to look. Well, that's a strong. We have government. Japan. I know we have that's Japan. That's serious uh, filter. We probably can't get in there. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's a communist country. I don't even know if that's our podcast makes saying. it that far. Oh, boy. That's oh, boy. something to pray for, huh? Yeah, there you go. All right. So uh, I want to read uh, Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 9. I just think it's relevant. It says, And Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. And so we're ending the Torah right now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read the last few verses here. Um, but the point is that the leadership has now, like Moses has passed away. The people have mourned his death. And now uh, Joshua is stepping up to take the reins of of leadership. And then, uh, And then we enter into the book of Joshua after this. And it says here, it says in all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to do, this is talking about Moses, or uh, talking about uh, yeah Moses and, and uh, Moses and God. It says in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land, and in all that mighty hand and in all that great terror which Moses showed in the sight of all Israel, and so, I mean, I think we can get a little, a little. Well, let's get our little hazaks in first, and then we'll do that. You you want to do that? I want to do it, because, I mean, I really feel like we just Okay, so basically,
1: when you finish a book, you say, Hazak, Hazak, Vanish Hazik. Yep. Be strong, be strong, and may we be strengthened. Amen. So let's do it. All right.
0: Hazak, 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 Vanish Hazik. Be strong, be strong, and and may we we be be strengthened." strengthened. Hallelujah.
1: Wow. You know, the first year that we had Torah, Ryan, was 1999, in the fall of 99. Yeah. We started our first tour cycle at Beit Tehila. and it's just been getting mo' better, mo' better, mo' better, you know. ready for
0: the lawless one. Yeah, my first tour cycle was a few years after that.
1: <laughs> it's okay.
0: Like 15. <laughs> you know, but look, you know, you're here. I am, praise God. We got God. something in common. We sure do. Right,
1: we sure do. So here here are some interesting things that we do in our small group uh, Torah studies on Monday night. Uh, what two lessons can be learned from the Torah portion? V'zad habracha, the blessing. Uh, once again, this is Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse one, all the way through chapter 34 and verse 12 from a consensus of the group. And these are my two right here. These are my two things that I got from this. Number one, the tribes of Israel are not lost because God knows where they are. Once again, Moses gives the blessing to them. Does he not? So the house of Israel made up of Jews and non-Jews will do great exploits in these last days. Amen. That's number one. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. That's, that's
0: kind of a, right. a, a double...
1: Well, double it, it goes together, right? Yeah, it does. you got the sure blessing, does. like, okay, well, he's blessing them. Sure. Well, where are they? God knows. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying. Even Jacob says, hey, let me tell you what's going to befall you in the last days. Isn't this good stuff? Okay, number two. I love this one because we know that Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. Number two is this. God is raising up shepherds and leaders after his own heart. Ryan, I want you to check it out for me. I want you to read Jeremiah chapter three, verses fourteen and fifteen. Here we go. I'm going to support my my number two here. God is raising up shepherds and leaders after his own heart.
0: Jeremiah chapter three, verses fourteen and fifteen. All right, chapter three, verse fourteen says, Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding.
1: Boys, isn't that a hope as we have a vacuum for leadership today? Let's see, how about... Let's see here if I can find it. I think I have another verse here. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Jeremiah 23, verse 4. And I will set up shepherds over them which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. Praise God. Now, check out Ezekiel chapter 44, verse 23. This is in regards to the priesthood or the Levites, once again, because what are they responsible for doing? Teaching the Torah. Ezekiel 44. Verse 23. So right. we talk about leaders and shepherds. What about priests?
0: And they shall teach my people the difference between holy and profane and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. See, do what's right, everybody. Do what's right.
1: So that's incredible. All right. Uh, I got
0: my two. Let's let hear them. I got my two. All right, so um, the first one is uh, Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 2. Uh, this verse is a pretty cool verse because there's some verses uh, in the Bible that, like, man, they really, like, leave all doubt out. And it says here, And he said, The Lord, that's Yahweh, came from Sinai and rose up from Seir unto them. He shined forth from Mount Paran, and he came with ten thousands, plural, so that means, like, an unlimited number, of, of saints, from his right hand went a fiery law for them. Yea, he loved the people. All his saints are in thy hand, and they sat down at thy feet. Everyone shall receive of thy words. So here's what's cool. It says right here, God himself gave the Torah with his right hand and all his saints, right? So all the people that believe in him, and he gave it to them, right? And it says, why? It says, yea, he loved the people. He gave the Torah because he loves us. So, uh, again, get out of your mind the idea that the Torah in some way, shape, or form is bondage or that it's a punishment or anything like that. It is loving instruction from the father. So who's coming back
1: with the fiery law, his people?
0: Yeah, it says, well, it says him and his people. Well, it so, says he so gave it. This is actually, now, a, this
1: is a story of now, what happened at Sinai. This is pretty cool. Now, check this out. This is Jude. There's only one chapter. This is 14 and 15. Check this out. And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. To execute judgment means you have to have a fiery law.
0: There you go. Wow. Wow. There you go. See? Boom. So what you're saying is, where is that in the New Testament? <laughs> right oh. there. Right there. Hey, <laughs> Jude. Okay. Don't get me down. So uh, my second one was this. Uh, I thought this was pretty profound. It says, uh, or I wrote down, uh, to leave a legacy, you need two things. You need a vision, and you need a successor. And Moses had both. He had the Torah, right, that God gave That's him. That's right. And he had Joshua uh, to go forward. And so I think uh, with that, man, wow. Well, I mean, do you have any feelings or thoughts about the Torah cycle ending, Pastor Nick?
1: It's just exciting to have it. It's yeah. like a protective mechanism, right? Torah protects us and encapsulates us. That's right. And, and for the community, it, it, that's what—that's the glue.
0: Yeah, Torah is a glue. It is. Well, and and I for
1: Yeshua is the foundation. Don't get me wrong; he's the rock, of course. Well, he's but the giver really, well, of what's, the Torah. What's going to keep us together, though, is is to know that we have this Torah, uh, by via the Holy Spirit
0: and and it it keeps it keeps us together it's the glue well and that's one of those things that should go without saying but unfortunately in the environment we are with people have such a misunderstanding about torah that it has to be said that yeshua is the author of the torah so he is the torah when we talk great about the torah we're talking great about the torah because it's a gift from him right so obviously that those two things go hand in hand um but uh if i have thoughts and feelings about the torah cycle ending um i'm i feel accomplished I feel excited, you know? Oh, yeah. I feel like, you know, wow, you know, we've gotten this far. Something to look forward to. It is. It is. And, you know, now I think back, and I've done this, you know, now for several years, um, you know, studying the Torah on my own and here at Beit Tehillah, doing the podcast and all these things, and I'm just excited that we have... Um, You know, such an awesome God who gives us such awesome gifts like his word. And it's uh, the cool part about the Torah is that where there's confusion in the part where people say, oh, what's right for you is right for you. What's right for me is right for me. This kind of washes all that out and says, no, there's a better way. I have a way for you. I'm your father. Let me show you. Even if it's just something that's not necessarily like, hey, you have to do this, but hey, this is the way that I prefer it gets done. And if that's your father in heaven, why wouldn't you do it that way? That's awesome. So anyways, wow. All right, guys, that's it for today. Uh, Bless you guys. I hope uh, you got something out of today's podcast. I know that I did. I think I was blessed maybe more than all of you guys that are are listening. Um, If you want to reach out to me, if you have any questions uh, or anything like that, remember we are getting ready for next week where we're going to do bearish sheet. Uh, and we are excited to start the tour portions all over again. So if you guys have anything you want um, uh, to ask or, or say or need prayer or anything like that, go ahead and email me at Ryan ToPraise.net. At you can call the office at 813-654-2222. And don't forget to live stream, um, especially this Saturday, but all Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at depraise.net or any of our social media platforms. God bless you guys. Have a great week.